0: All right, this might be a really silly idea. I'm going to try this. I'm, I'm down on uh, Park by Houston. And, uh, Christy. <clears throat> Is this Park again? I can't even remember. It's a basketball court right here. I can't remember what it's called. But I'm going to try ripping this intro real quick about Lipsight. Uh, yeah, so Lipsight. Okay, so born in 1968 which means he's 55 I'm pretty sure give or take a birthday but uh doing it since 2000 book wise since 2000 which is when Venus Drive came out which is when he was for 20 years when he was 32 they went to subjects the subject that was a story collection classic story collection Then 2001, um, subject Steve. 2004, Homeland. It's all written, but so those are both novels. Bass. Fun part story collection. Part 2019. And this year, two books this year, um, or this past year, last year, in December, No One Looking For You, Slim Novel, kind of resembles novella energy, like around that 200-page mark. Um, and then also, quieter drop was um, Friend of the Pod, this novella that uh, came out in this smaller thing with the Gagosian, and Emma, I think it's Emma Klein, the writer Emma Klein's publishing project. Um, I hadn't read that when we had this conversation last week. But I'm, I'm halfway... Th- I just got it. <coughs> Sam just sent it to me. Um, and I'm like halfway through that. 70-page 70, 70 novella. Um, but with Lipsight, with Sam, Sam's writing, I mean... Uh, I think the main thing I think about is just... When I read Lipsight, it's just... The attention to the line, the attention to the bar, like, the single. Like, I was thinking about this just now, reading over um, the first 30, first half a a Friend of the Pod in a cafe just now on my phone. (laughs) Like, I was thinking about, you know, I joke and say, like, I'm writing bars when I'm talking about literature. But with a writer like Lipsight... I really do feel this reminder of the similarities. God damn it, dude! The, the cars are going coming fast this way. I'm trying to walk away from the cars, walking into sound. But the reminder of the connect, of the similarities and the overlaps between literature and a lot of ways, you know, rap, like you know, music, music, and then also comedy. Especially like joke writer comedy, you know, if you think about people. So it's like, it's really, you're, you know, it's attention to the line, it's an it's a sense of economy and something going on always in, in a single line. I mean, that's what you're doing with, with, uh, with com, you know, a, a bit, you're trying to shorten it down a, 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 as much as possible to have as much different things going on in a short period of time and same with same with same with in rap or, or in music, you know, you're trying to have a turn of phrase or, or a play on words or playing off the line before it. And it's a it's an it might be an obvious thing, but I think it starts out when you read lip site um you know like the Venus Drive connect collection is just it's such a tight collection, and, and and there's some, on a syntactic level, you know, Lipsyte comes out of the, the Gordon Lish tradition, so there is there is a sense of that minimalist, you know, turns to phrase. Just you're 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 trying to say, say things, that, write things in a way that are counterintuitive and and stimulating, and or funny or surprising or damn near musical, you know, musical it's the musicality of the lines that Lip Sight has. has, you know, and I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll joke that I'll, I'll rip a draft you know um, trying to get something down you know on a certain registers intellectual or emotional or confessional registers and then I love reading lips I love reading Lip Sight, especially when I'm in an editing mode of just kind of like sharpening things up um, but that, but as I was reading, and and that's kind of my been my sense of website's writing. But as I was reading this project, I was feeling so much, yeah, just how funny it is, and how and uh, like uh, there's also an element of irreverence of going into things one shouldn't say or, or not one shouldn't say. I I, I don't know. Um, Maybe the taboo or the private. That's what it is, going into private places, you know. We talk about how Venus Drive was his book he wrote about in in, in his late 20s. And it came out when he was 32. You know, having initially done a lot of writing stuff in his early, when he was younger, and then having this period in his 20s when he was, like, in a band. You know, it makes sense, the musical stuff I'm talking about, because he was in a band. And uh, Dung Beetle, I believe his I think that's what it's called um and uh and then late in his 20s his mom died or i think late in his twenties, you know before the book came out his mom died um and he was you know talking about how that's kind of how he kind of went back to the writing um and alludes back to that time before when he was you know turning you know being a little like just living living wild doing doing the doing the, the 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 metal band or whatever you know wh- where he was on which he which he uh, writes about and throughout his work but explicitly in in the new one no one left to come looking for you um but you know going into grief stuff and I, I like I like rereading that, being aware of it as a as a as a grieving book, and then especially in conjunction with this most recent book, where at you know in his fifties he's looking back on, you know to some degree it's it's a novel, but he's looking back on that period of his life. When He was twenty five. The narrator's twenty five in his new book. No one left Come looking for you. Set in nineteen ninety three. So that's um, all, all all in a all around the storm at the end of the year, um, and it's folded into a. You know, kind of—it's got genre elements of just kind of mi- missing, missing the missing, the damn missing bass, and his missing friend, and they're trying to find his friend. He's trying to find his friend on a quest to find his friend. But um, yeah, Lipsey's just uh, a mentor to me, or you know, <laughs> we, I come in kind of hot on this this episode because I'm 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 poking at him because over the years, you know, from from having as a teacher in the past and. I'm always, I'm always being like you know let's, whenever you're ready let's fucking pot, <laughs> um, and uh, kind of joking with him because I'm harassing him all the time about by doing a pot. Of course, I freaking stopped potting for like six months, but it was a long time coming. It was super fun to talk to him and, and yeah I, I don't know I don't think it's hostile. I, I, we're just I was just joking around. I was just fucking around. Uh, jab at him about that. And, uh, but because it, it's good. It's good to chop it up. It's good to chop it up, especially with someone like Lipsight. Like, there is such an orality to his writing. And um, I felt good about the conversation. I felt, I'm really glad I got to talk to him. And I, I recommend... Yeah, if you haven't read... I mean, the the new one is such a tight... banger, really. Um, and uh, And then also just, you know, starting from the beginning, like the, the Venus... Someone has asked me, someone has asked me, well, you know, and the ask is like, there, but I, I really do think like all the stuff I'm saying about the syntactic awareness that if you haven't read Venus Drive, that could be a really good place to start too. Um, those are also just the ones I, I ran back most recently. But uh, all right, that's all. Um, I would always try to control people into thinking that we weren't podcasting. Wait, I should kill that. Sorry.
1: As soon as that's off, we're starting. All right, we're actually starting now. Because now we have no AC. (laughs) We have no AC. I would try to. (laughs) And it's the hottest day of the year. (laughs) It's (laughs) the hottest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sound quality or yeah, but I thought if I have a microphone and I'm holding it, then I'll be more deliberate about what I actually say onto the internet
1: right you I know? think that's a good idea um but this will be like podcasting from a sauna so. <laughs> true it is pretty <laughs> brutal
0: um yeah so h- h- how are you doing
1: i'm all right it's been a pretty good summer so far
0: i read yeah so so should i do am i doing intros i don't know what i'm doing
1: can't you do the intro later?
0: Yeah, I'll do the intro later. Like you should know who after should I leave, everyone can, should know who Sam Website is. You can do a little monologue and uh, talk about your feelings about. So you're me just doing podcasts left and right now?
1: No, I. This is my first one in maybe a long time.
0: Why did th- Why did it take so long to podcast with me?
1: Uh. <laughs> oh. I don't know, Sean. I just, I guess I was scared for a while. <laughs> you were scared? Why were you scared? I felt that. I felt like I was really harassing and you, you. You were, and I was getting more and more nervous. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I thought maybe it was, I don't know. I'm a paranoid guy. Am I? Am I? Okay. All right. No. You know. Sometimes I, you come in really hot. You I know? come in really hot
0: on the podcast or just in life? Just in life. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was, I've been reading over stuff, uh, you know, all the all the books through and especially the most recent one and like i'm just like writing as many good points as possible so i don't devolve into like like early first hundred episodes marin episodes right. <laughs> <laughs> which is really the beginning of my podcast like that's the beginning, that's of, the my
1: beginning of the podcast form but
0: especially the (laughs) early ones when he's literally every episode he's like upset at the guest about something (laughs) and the whole episode he's just yeah he has an axe to grind why aren't we friends anymore louis (laughs) (laughs) louis why don't you why don't you text me i texted you last week you didn't text (laughs) me back i was like okay just as long as you have enough like really good questions this won't devolve into that so oh do you have a
1: lot of resentments that are about to bubble over
0: well (laughs) okay no no the whole point the point i mean yeah i don't know I guess you're here. We're here. We're, We're here. talking. Okay, it's okay.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I guess it's not okay. No, it's okay. I thought it's it was okay.
0: okay. I'm just saying, it's like I thought. I don't know. I I feel like, uh, you know, I don't know if if at some point, yeah, podcasts are can be stressful. I've been I I was ducking a kid for like like a year, and he t- he he wrote me like two letters.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: let you off the hook way too easy on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so no, we're going to start out. Yeah, those are my two. My two uh, um, templates are uh, early Marin and Michael Silverblatt. So I'm going to go Michael Silverblatt mode.
1: Um, OK, if you're going to do Silverblatt, you just need to just talk for a while. True. <laughs> true I do. I do. And I'll, when I've been on Silverblatt, I just say, yeah, I, I think that's right. That's you wanna, <laughs> yeah. I was
0: trying to find your silver black. Well, I've been on
1: there two or three times. Really? So
0: yeah. It's kind of hard to dig the archives up because they're not on YouTube. Like it's like the case here.
1: Oh, they don't have them. Uh, I,
0: I, anyway, I couldn't find it. Okay. Um, well, one thing that happened was I was just listening to the song that you um, did the ep- use for the epigraph.
1: Oh, the cum song. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's the story behind that song?
1: I mean, I don't know the story behind the song. I just always loved the song. Loved that band. That was and, from. And just,
0: that was just a song from that time.
1: Yeah, and that was that was on a record called Eleven Eleven and okay. um that was the song that spoke to me from that record and that and that time there was just something very kind of haunting about that song yeah. that really encapsulated a a feeling that I thought I was also sort of going for in the book. And yeah. That's why I put it there. Um I don't I don't even know those guys or anything, but
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it was, yeah, I, I read the book. So, so, uh, most recent, uh, novel was, uh, came out in December, um, no one left to come looking for you. And, uh, I read it right when it came out. It was really, um, yeah, it was really like interesting reading it just given the time I had you as a teacher and like th- things that things i don't know it it felt like i guess it felt like i was okay here's one theory i had well first of all my point on that and in 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 that thought was how um it uh it just moved so quickly and uh was such a tight self-contained uh story um and i feel like you were going more maximalist in your last two projects before that yeah um and yeah it kind of reminded me of that challenge of I don't know writing the short contained thing yeah it, more it, difficult
1: i don't know if it's more difficult but it's it's got its own problems and it's uh it was certainly that you're right that was what i was going for especially coming off of uh hark yeah the novel before that which was pretty sprawling and had you know three or four different uh perspectives yeah um and uh i was and you know spans across time and space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even yeah. gets a little, you know, uh um science fictiony at times. And uh and this book I th- I just wanted I mean I didn't know what I wanted when I started it. I just started writing in that voice. Yeah. And then I and then the thing started to kind of unfurl and it, it felt like it could be done what I wanted to do with it could be done and you know, not that many pages and and in terms of the, t- the time of the book not uh, the idea of I, I don't think I'd ever written anything that was takes place over the span of a week or something yeah like yeah that. and so that was you know and that was a challenge and and also kind of keeping <laughs> I'm, I'm not one usually to keep times that straight in my yeah, books I'm yeah. usually like the next yeah. day or a week right, later right and this right. time I really had to drill down on you know where are they? Is it Tuesday? What's happened? And, and, yeah. And I was even sort of... Uh, because I was bringing in some real-world stuff to it, I decided yeah. that I would try to hew as closely as possible to those actual days in 1993. So, right. like, you know, it had to line up. I was looking at a calendar. I was looking yeah. at weather reports from, from, like, from that time.
0: Yeah, it's propelled by, like, the uh, very... Literal quest search and and linearly. Yeah, like it's a very it's a linear Next the next next step Um, one thing I was thinking of looking back over some Venus Drive stories or one theory or one idea I had was um, not to get too personal or I don't know invasive with uh, my understanding of your biography (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but um so 1993 is when you were 25 um and Venus Drive came out when you were 32. Yeah. Which is my age right, currently. So I kind of I had this idea of and, you know, in Venus Drive, you're there's a lot of reference to your previous time, you know, you and, you know, in, in a band. And uh Yeah, in a band getting fucked up. There's even him. that part in end of one story where he's like looking for like someone's missing, like Gary's missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> yeah, looking for yeah, Gary. Yeah. Gary shows up A uh, Gary shows up in so many of your books. Well that's the oh, in my
1: mind that's always the same Gary. You know? yeah, yeah, it's always the same <laughs> Gary. Yeah. He's a sort there's of a, he's, a sort in, he's a sort of folkloric figure he, for me. Yeah, he shows <laughs> up in <laughs> no,
0: no one left to come looking for you too. Yeah. For a second. Yeah. He has right? a second yeah, he, he <laughs> makes an appearance Yeah. in the bar. But I was thinking of like So, okay, well, my idea was that, because in Venus Drive, you know, of course, like, you know, um, it's dedicated to your mom and and the mom, the mom's death is a constant, you know, it's a kind of underlying undercurrent undercurrent throughout um, as, yeah, you know, very, yeah. And and the tone, but the tone of that is, is, um, I mean, it's your first book. It's, it's, uh it's funny, so it's not cold, but it's, it feels like more savage, <laughs> like, or a little more uh, yeah. cutting, you know, or it is it is kind of, you know, it's cold and it's a cool, you know, like, and you're just like, damn, what's well, something, you know, it's <laughs> irreverent in a kind of, um yeah, uh, a savage way. Um, but I was like, I, I thought, oh, so then, you know, you started writing this in like, what, 2018, 2019? 20, 20. 2020? Oh, you start writing 2020, yeah. yeah and uh no
1: i take that back 2019 2019 yeah i um, just started right before the pandemic
0: yeah so. which is yeah in some time it was around time yeah but um i was kind of thinking like you were like let's go back So it was sort of like you're in your late 30s. That's how I thought of it. You're in your late 30s writing Venus Drive, and you're kind of like— Late 20s. Late 20s. That's what I meant. My bad. And then, you know, you're kind of like sort of like a a eulogy to a time you had in your 20s. But then this book is sort of like going back to like earlier to like the feeling of being in it. Yes. um, And a kind of more optimistic— Something about the book felt— light and optimistic Uh, your books i don't think your books are ever because you're so because you're you're so self-deprecating in a a way i don't think they feel like nihilistic or depressing but i don't know some felt i don't know light and optimistic about this more than venus drive
1: yeah i mean i would i would agree with that um i think that when i was writing venus drive i think i was still in some ways feeling the desperation of what I was, of the time I was writing about. And you're right, I was writing about the aftermath of a life, and um, Mm -hmm. it was bleaker, it was more despairing. And also, I I didn't have the, I was still in my late 20s, I didn't have the perspective that, you know, I would get past this stuff. You know, I was writing it in a maybe, I don't quite want to say a cathartic way, but I was, you know, I was still processing a lot of stuff and I think that I, I think what I was interested in is um when I started writing this book and I'm in my early 50s I'm like I'm still alive yeah <laughs> I'm still here crazy and uh. and maybe I can look back at this stuff with a with a different perspective and sort of see both the the yearning of these young characters and and the kind of ridiculousness of some of their presumptions and um, and the kind of the humor that you can get from from a longer view of, of what they're up to.
0: Yeah, that aspect <laughs> of it reminded me of, of how fuck boys operating a little bit where it's just like the dude is like clinging to the art, the art dream. And <laughs> the girl, his girl is just, just like, yeah, I'm not waiting around for this. Anymore. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> you do. You know, you do that. Yeah. Uh, you do that on your own. <laughs> um.
1: yeah and you and you get to that lonely place after that
0: yeah it's a, it's a. but then
1: since then i've you know i've raised kids i've yeah i've had a life and um and so i wanted to revisit and i realized that i'd written around the time of being in a band in different ways and a lot of my a work. lot of your works yeah. and um and the feeling of that feeling of of being in the city and being young and being involved in some artistic project that you think is, you know, the be all and end all. Yeah. Even as you, you know, it's flaws. You you even glorify its flaws. And yeah. You're just that's a uh, point <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking point. So, um, I wanted to get back. I, I realized I, I hadn't, did, I realized that I hadn't really been ready to write about that. All of that stuff with real honesty and perspective until now. What and, made
0: you f- become ready?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think it was what I, what I just said. I right, right. I had, I had years. I've been, uh, teaching for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I've been watching my kids grow up yeah, exactly. and have their own dreams yeah. and sort of, uh, I could, I could be both savage about the world, but forgiving about these characters yeah. in a way.
0: Yeah. When you were writing Venus drive, while you were kind of in in the throes of grieving, I don't know, did that, how was that? Did that feel helpful?
1: <laughs> well, I think that book was part of the grieving. Yeah. You know, I think so. Did
0: it kind of happen like that, like you started writing?
1: Well, I, I just, you know, dead mothers kept popping up and everything. And right, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. And there, there was a stuff I wrote before that book that was really, immediate yeah in that in that mode and and didn't work because i just yeah. had no distance on it at all yeah. and it was yeah. more like you know they, they were more like journal entries right you know, just right the, just just the pain without the without the art you i know. go through that sometimes right <laughs> I,
0: I think i re, you know i'm writing and i'm like i think this is i think this is for my better health therapist yeah. <laughs> i think this is a story yeah. for them yeah. but yeah we'll see um yeah um is yeah, one thing I, one thing I noticed in a lot of your books is often like a charismatic friend or like leader character who the the narrator is like um yeah, kinda kinda follows or is kinda orienting himself off of whether that's like uh purdy in the ask mm-hmm. or obviously Hark mm-hmm. or I guess in this one, the Earl.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could say I don't know. Read the subject, Steve. That was my yeah. first novel. Yeah. There's a there's a character like that, an actual right. cult leader.
0: Right, 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 right. Heinrich, what's yeah. what's, what's that? What's that? What, what do you think? What's that about? What's
1: that about? <laughs> yeah, this is my new uh, uh, is question. A, that's your catchphrase. What's that about? Huh? <laughs> that's, that's your catchphrase. Um, I th- I I I've thought about that too, and I think that. I don't, you know, I don't have the answer, but I, um, because you know, I don't necessarily want the answer. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm ki- half kidding. I think that uh, when I'm writing, that's a place, that's the place where I can be my own leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But in life, I tend to, you know, I'm a kind of natural number two. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Most writers are. Yeah. And so like, I'm I'm not the leader of the pack. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm I'm a you know happy beta, <laughs> <laughs> except on the page. Except
0: and on the page, yeah, yeah. You're that observer, but
1: you're accumulating.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's a whole. That and so I find myself thing.
1: watching people, and i yeah. you know, and I, I guess I've always since as a ch- since I was a kid, you know, fascinated by the kid who's you know has the magnetism and is right, right. telling everyone you know convincing everyone to do X or Y.
0: Yeah, 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 I was, uh, I recently drove out to, um, I drove across country and back for a month because my little sister had a baby, and then I was covering an a event in Flagstaff, uh, but uh, I was, I was kind of trying to write this, uh, I was trying to write a piece, the piece might be shot, I'm not, anyway, but I was trying to write a piece about, like, um, just thinking about, like, the part of my identity in the past that's just like traveler guy yeah you know,
1: you know no, that because i know that about you you've, you've yeah. done a lot of rambling yeah. every now and
0: then it's <laughs> like okay it's time to pack it up you need to go like get humbled somewhere yeah. out there and i was kind of like but it, you know so so and i was like so i was like i'm just gonna run back like every most stereotypical um like uh um traveler guy story <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to run back uh, on the road because I haven't, I don't know, 10, you know, And yeah. people keep often people say, like, mention Kerouac with me. Um, but uh, and I was talking to someone about it and she and the person was like, uh, do you think Kerouac's gay? You know, and I was like, I got like, oh, I was like, what what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't know, not, not that it <laughs> matters, but like, yeah. why is that the thing? You know, and then I was writing it back and I was like, I kind of forgot it, you know. In like, a freshman in college when I read it, you know? He
1: forgot Kerouac was gay? No,
0: I forgot how much the book is just, like, he just loves his bro, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, just you know, loves yeah, him yeah, so much, yeah. and he yeah. just wants to be, he's writing about him. Yeah. But that's kind of a, that's an archetypal thing. It's like, the Well, there's, like, friend. that homosocial,
1: homoerotic yeah. thing that, you know, could, you know, spill over into, into hot sex, but doesn't have to. <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, in literature, I think sometimes it's, like, the friend as like a reference point. Um, I guess I have that in my book too. And Harold has that in his book, which is, yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting.
1: Well, I've definitely also always just been interested in, yes, I think the male friendship, but also male hierarchies, m- the, you know, the way pecking orders are yeah. created in, in large groups of people, all of that stuff. Yeah.
0: I, I sometimes think about, cause there's this one rant in Savage Detectives, um, where, uh, uh, he goes like, um, "Sorry, you just burning up in here? No, I'm okay. <laughs>
1: um, in Savage Detectives. it's getting a little apocalypse now in the hotel room. Here, you are gonna be sweating. <laughs> have it. to break out the bottle of Jack. Yeah, and just start do some crying. pushups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but uh, no, I, I there's this, uh, there's a really cryptic rant in Savage Detectives where Bolaño has this like two page list where he says he's like listing writers and he says like. So and so is a queer. So and so is a faggot. So and so, like Octavia, Pass, definitely a queer. It's, you yeah. know, so and so, and like, and then he just like moves on. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And I, I, you know, I think about it a lot. But I think there is also something about art, like art that uh, I'm going, yeah, art that is like um, the assignation of value onto an artwork by somebody else is this type of love. It, it's sort of like a type of I don't know I had a rant that like all like the whole I don't think this is what he means but how I, start, I started yeah. to think of it is like you know nothing has value until someone says it has value and that act of like loving somebody else's art is kind of like a it's like a type of love that most resembles I don't know it's not a type of gay love or something like that I thought that what do you think about that
1: well, you're just saying not gay, is that what? No, it is gay. <laughs> okay.
0: It, it, but in it, in that, it's not. It's but it's a type of love. I don't know. Yeah. That rant needs some work. I'm, I'm working on that. No,
1: you can tighten that up. Right I'll up. tighten that up. I'll tighten <laughs> that up. <laughs> but there's something. No, there's definitely something there, and um, or in wanting wanting your friends to live up to the ideal of the art that has meant something to you. There's something there too. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't know.
0: Or when I'm writing art. Yeah. But I guess. Writing art. But I guess I.
1: I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing art the other day. It was. That's pretty cool. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Um, no, I guess just getting back to that theme, it's just it's you know, it's something to do with love. It's something to do with violence. It's something to do with, um, you know, this patriarchy that we've been raised in. Um, and also, and then get even away from that a little bit is just the idea that you know so much at least in my experience of of actual life is confusion that when i'm in the presence of someone who seems to know what to do <laughs> it can be very seductive
0: so funny uh uh the earl's political stance is arna- an- anarcho confused yeah. <laughs> um you often have that yeah that energy, yeah it's kind of i mean guess i guess yeah with the cult leader with hark It's like,
1: uh, I mean, I'm into, I'm kind of interested in exploring the dangers of that. That's what I'm saying. Being afraid of your, I think we're often afraid of our uncertainty to the point that we will throw in with somebody who seems to exude certainty and confidence. Yeah.
0: That's how fascism happens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: But I mean, there's, 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 you know, large scale fascism and then, you know, the fascism of your friend group. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) Microcosmic fascism. Yeah. Um, Yeah, a lot of there is a lot of that often poking holes in in characters like that. Um, Yeah, there's a one part in the book that I've been thinking about, or I I think I wrote it to you when I first finished the book and wrote you an email um, where you go. uh, Let me find it. Where's that damn book? Well, basically, he goes home. The narrator goes home. To his parents' house, and uh, his aunt has like a, a famous uh, writer boyfriend. Yeah. And. Uh, Bink Telman. Bink Telman, it's got to be based off of somebody, but I don't know who.
1: Well, I d- I designed them so that everyone could sort of yeah <laughs> <laughs> attach their own figure.
0: Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> um, and uh, basically this is like yeah, this is uh I was talking to al the other day and he was like you need like a mission statement for uh what your podcast is so you can just go for it forth Riley. and i feel like this is a mission statement or the question that comes out of this but basically he's like uh go just goes on this rant about books he goes like books for fuck's sake jack write books my god why to do that to show everyone how what to do what to show everyone how clever i am or how much i've suffered or how much I care about the suffering of others, it's all horseshit. Maybe it always was. It's not as though the real grown-ups, the people trying to solve the problems, ever. I mean, did Dag Hammarskjold read the recognitions? I fucking doubt it. None of it matters. That's <laughs> so why are you writing this book?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I i don't necessarily... I think on my bad days, I believe yeah, that, okay. and on my good days, I don't. I think that that's a portrait of a writer who sort of... At the end of his rope, and doesn't really, you know, has lost faith because ranting on a bad day. (laughs) Well, I, I, I'm always trying to, to oscillate between the between those those poles because I think that uh, it's very easy to step away and sneer at anything at any of the stuff we're doing. Yeah, but uh, on a you know, it's also in some ways it's our religion and it's right. it's our reason for for getting up in the morning yeah so um i think that i i like to give voice to all of those opposing or cacophonous uh views yeah i mean
0: you do have this kind of like and like not wanting anything like resignation in your i don't know you often come back to that type of energy of like it's all, fuck, it's all, you know, it's all, f- like, stop wanting stuff, you know? I think that's, like, a part in the ask where he goes on a rant like that. But, um, and it changes for me, that's too. That's the Buddhist in me. Sorry?
1: <laughs> that's the Buddhist in me. <laughs> that's the Buddhist <laughs> in
0: you. I mean, it changes all the time, too. And I've obviously spent, like, much of the last year, like, feeling like my whole mission statement of what I was doing was, like, I don't know, wrong or something, you know? Or, and.
1: What was your mission
0: Uh, i think uh, i i think it was just like a like a like a like a belief in like the inherent value of like a type of vulnerability or a type of like really um really uh radical confrontation with some certain you know some things almost to the point where you're going against like societal norms of what you're supposed to like you know what i mean
1: yeah I, i mean i've i've Definitely share some of those feelings. I think that though, yeah. I think what I've found maybe is just if it becomes too knee jerk, yeah, then you kind of run into some, then you then you begin to doubt it. If it's just, well, I have to go, I ha, you know, if it's just being contrarian or if it's just being, um, but I like the idea, I think the radical vulnerability is always good,
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean. If you're doing radical vulnerability, it's not it's often not so contrarian because it's self-directed, right? You know, I think a lot of books that kind of try to be part of like the. I don't know. Yeah, like Gion Tyrant energy is like, well, what everything's fucked and like, haha.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just a pose. Yeah, And I mean, I think that like... It's not good. No, but I think that any kind of mode or energy or style kind of collect, you know, if you think of style as, you know, there's one's individual style and then sort of the style of of a, a moment or a group or, you know, we're all sort of thinking along the same lines about the world and it's coming out this way. There are going to be a few people who do it and it's really it is honest and it's vulnerable and it's strange. And, and then there'd be some people who want to be part of that who are kind of imitating and right and sort of doing the moves, but there's nothing really behind it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, it's kind of like the orientation is different where there's something else that's being demonized and, uh, everyone gets to jump on board and be like, right. You know, whereas like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I I think I sometimes think it was like, yeah, I don't know. I almost feel like when, uh, when you do that really gnarly to yourself then people go like, some people (laughs) get really uncomfortable with that and go like, Oh, Oh, you're that, you know, you think,
1: what do you mean? (laughs) When you get pigeonholed?
0: No, when it's self-directed in a way, like there can be a response by someone who's who's really unnerved by that type of vulnerability because it makes them look into themselves where like it's almost like the things you're saying the things the narrator's saying about himself becomes like a a way a thing you can tag them with
1: right, right. i see what you're saying <laughs> do you know what i mean right so if you if if in your book certain kinds of views or opinions or feelings emerge that are ugly, right? And then people say, "Oh, that's how you really think." Right. That's or, well. Th- it's a complicated thing because it's it is you know. You did think it. <laughs> right, but it's not who you are because you're or many pe- different. Or people you're, think you're this. a swirl of thoughts. Or
0: people I, think this. Right. Right. Or, people think this. People and think I'm this. I'm saying. Yes. I'm. I'm pointing to you. That people think this. Yeah. And you've been walking around thinking, no, people think this. Well, you've been
1: walking around thinking, I don't think this. You've been walking around <laughs> thinking,
0: I don't think this. And yeah. so then when someone says that, yeah. you go, oh, it's the back effect, kind of. Yeah. It's like, oh, I might think this. What the, f-? you know? And then that, that, uh, that. Uh, well, re- it's re- a denial revulsion. that we, it's
1: a denial that we entertain all sorts of thoughts that are contradictory and and right. often ugly. And they fly through our minds and, um, right. you know when we when we cling to one of them and make T-shirts out of them, that's the problem.
0: Right, but right. But
1: when we admit that we're, like, filled with, like, all, as I said before, you know, uncertainty, and we are sort of, you know, halfway seduced at times by ideas that seem to be uh, perhaps challenging what you know are, you know, everyday hypocrisies. Right. Uh, you... Mm-hmm and we, as fiction writers we become interested in characters who are struggling with this stuff and and running it through their minds and yeah you run you run the danger of being called the thing right. that your characters are uh like all humans right messing around with in their interiority yeah and so that's you know that's the price
0: yeah but i also think it's sometimes you know you'll present a really bleak view of the world and and the beat will end there you know which is kind of what i'm talking about but i feel like when you push past that and kind of peel back why a person's thinking like that or try to strive for some optimism outside of that you know that's when that's what distinguishes what i was saying um you know that type of just blatantly nihilistic stuff or like something that's like striving for something but nonetheless yeah i mean i guess still gonna get taxed like yeah <laughs> but i guess
1: i always go back to you know the idea that as bleak as a work of art can be someone made it and i mean you know there's that Sharon line you know every yeah. work is a, every book is a postponed suicide like yeah you know and that's a little that's you know maybe overly dramatic in a lot of cases but the idea that you know you make a bleak work of art but it's filled with hope because it's a, someone made a work of art out yeah. of it instead of just sitting at their table and crying, you know? Right, um, right. Which is fine to do too, but it's good to do both. Right. And uh, so there's no, so any, just the, that's, I guess that's where I'm landing is that if the book exists, then it is, that is the hope. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what it says about the world. Yeah. It's, the the writer is just trying to say what it feels like to be in the world yeah that's that's what you're doing is what does it feel like to me to be in the world yeah and that's the best you can do yeah yeah
0: so what do you feel like you what do you feel like your intentions were with this book in terms of that question of like how did you dig yourself out of that rant?
1: It's, it's not different. well. First of all, it's not my rant. It's bank. I'm it's saying, a bank. Tellman's rant. It's a. I <laughs> no, but you said it's a. It's all.
0: It's your bad day rant. It's your bad day rant. Is that annoying? It, I don't mean to be annoying. I, I, I'm just.
1: No, I mean it's. it's I'm
0: actually asking because it's changing for me. I think I'm kind of coming back around in the same ethic I, I started out with, but.
1: I'm cha- what, what was the one you started? Like with? Like I'm
0: saying, like. Oh yeah, it's still, it's still like um, somebody who's. Completely carrying like so much weight, and feels completely fucked. And they could read it and feel like, "Whoa, somebody else."
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing is it's commiseration. It's right. So, you know, when I read a book and someone gives gives this bleak account of existence, I'm like, "Well, that person is not very happy right now." Or <laughs> in, but you know, I I feel that way or have felt that way, yeah. and we're both on this planet, yeah. and this person found. A way to uh, render it in, d- in sentences that had charge yeah. and poetry. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a better day just because of that. Yeah. And so that's that's all it is. And so yeah. it's there's no big when when I'm feeling, you know, when I'm having those Bink Telman type feelings, I'm yeah. not I don't counter it with another big mission statement. Right. It's more I counter it by being in 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 my sentences or, you know, getting back into the onto the page and just feel and just being in that zone and just realizing yeah. that it's all, it's it's small, it's incremental and it's all about dilating these moments that we have.
0: Yeah. 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 You do have a little little Buddhist Buddhist energy in how your rants often end up. Have you ever tried to read Schopenhauer?
1: I have read some Schopenhauer. Yeah. yeah, you yeah say Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think about that. With uh,
1: he hated his mother, though. He, he did. Well, his mother was a much more successful author than that's he right. was. <laughs> I've heard, of,
0: I have heard about this, so I can't
1: really um, get fully behind him. But uh, so that makes <laughs> it, that's that's interesting because Welbeck
0: also hates his mother.
1: Yeah, and that's like, where I kind like sort of like <laughs> stop with those guys. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> stop with those guys.
0: Okay, all right, Michelle, you've had you've had uh, we had enough of you. Um yeah, I often think about um I haven't really been I feel like uh over the past or as I get older um uh I've or recently it's just harder for me to read. You know, like I like you know Her- Harold whose book came out. I hang out with him like once a week. And Wait, which book? Uh uh Harold Tropicalia Tropicalia came out uh on Tuesday.
1: Oh, okay. Great. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's um it's 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 honestly it's, it's amazing. It's really great. Um, but every time I hang out with him, he's just like, like, he just makes me feel so illiterate. He's like, yeah, so I just, I read Dante aloud. Uh, no, I read it uh, in Portuguese, and then I read it aloud in English just to get the rhythms, you know, this past week. But anyway, what have you been reading? I was <laughs> like, bro, I, dude, I fucking looking at my notes apps, and I didn't like anything I saw. But um, Welbeck has a line where he says, like, the only people who can truly understand literature or who can truly read in order to really do that, you have to like hate the world. <laughs> you have to be so dissatisfied, you know, because then you're like actually need to be transported. Um, I think doesn't, but
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people <laughs> say a lot of really cool things about me <laughs> <laughs> about writers and writing. But what I, I, I guess what, where I, what I've gotten to, think you at, hate the world too much at, you can't the, at this age is that. I've often found that people say it's you know it has to be this or the only people or the only this. Right? Is they're just sort of you know they they're talking about what they are. Yeah. And they're they're just disqualifying everybody else. Right. So it's kind of a power move. Yeah, it's a power move. It's a hark move. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I hate the world a lot, but I still can't read. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, well,
1: they Well, who said you know? Right. All writers are either saying yes or no. What does that mean to the world?
0: Oh, okay. All writers don't know what the world is, and they're just writing about some.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Again, I mean, I I don't stand by uh, behind any. You one. feel like you're saying yes or no? I mean, I just have fewer. Uh, no, I'm saying I don't. I'm I'm sharing, an, an old right. s- an old chestnut right right, i don't i don't necessarily adhere adhere to it or even want to be you know in that binary but i'm just saying you know there are all of these ways that we can frame writing and if they're useful to get us to work that day that's great but if they become hindrances then you know i guess the older i get the fewer rules i have
0: right right right. but i'm just curious if you play with that rule you feel like you're saying yes or you're saying no
1: I'm saying maybe. <laughs> <laughs> when we, uh, what, what's my <laughs> answer?
0: Am I saying yes? I'm saying hell no.
1: You're saying hell no? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: one thing, uh, another thing I was thinking of was how uh, um, in a lot of your, or maybe it's in unanimously to all your books, like the other thing I was saying, but maybe thinking about, uh, um homeland or even this even this most recent book um there's like this idea of like making it or or, or there's this idea of like yeah kind of achi- so there's a there's a simultaneous like you know idea of like making it or achieving some type of like celebrity but then also like a a, a hard emphasis on like loserdom you know what i mean yeah and uh i don't know i was thinking about that and then i was thinking about uh um your dad being like a sports writer and being like around famous people all the time um or uh yeah what do you think about that <laughs> 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 but but there is an emphasis on loserdom this is kind of a leading question but i do think there's some there's something like about literature it's about loserdom
1: yeah well i guess i you know I have been interested in in a certain kind of American narrative about making it a success and the ways it distorts reality and the ways it uh, kind of smushes the soul. And so that's been a – and also the – well, yeah, that's been a theme running through. Yeah. It's yeah. even there's a I published a novella last year that sort of has some of that in it. I didn't get a copy, it bro. I'll <laughs> I'll email you a, a PDF if you want to read trying it. Trying to track it down, it's hard. To, it's hard to find. Yeah, but it's a um, but yeah, it's uh, it, and I don't know. Uh, maybe it has something to do with you know, my father being around a lot of. Yeah. You know his, his big story that the like, the guy he covered for many many years was Muhammad Ali.
0: Yeah. Oh, dang. That's right. I've heard that before. Who's,
1: you know, who had some success. <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he, he did all right. <laughs> he, he did, did okay right. for himself. Yeah. But uh, no, I, and I don't know if it was really about the, I don't know if it was about the athletes that my father was covering as much as my looking at my father and seeing his ambition and his desire okay. to get to the next level and yeah. to do the next, and yeah, to be yeah. bigger and yeah. and have more success and how, you know, that, that was in our house he was not tied to like one institution his whole life right and just sort of going ahead going along and waiting for retirement right. so he could then pursue a hobby that he really loved his right. hobby right. was his career right like he it was all in that and so I think I was watching that from a young age somebody sort of go through the peaks and valleys of a of a career and being very keyed into ambition and being public facing in a way yeah and so and then i and then i think that maybe i link that to just that larger picture of you know everything from celebrities to you know now now it's influencers but whatever it is it's you know there's this uh there's this sort of elite that people aspire to to be part of and most people are not going to get there. And so, right. so the, the, the majority of, of, of stories are ones of heartbreak.
0: But is there even, I think it isn't just a night, I don't know, it seems like a sickness.
1: Well, it is a sickness, and of course once you get there, you're not happy, and that's, that's, the, that's, yeah. that's the other side of the story. But I'm talking about not, you know, if you don't even taste that part of it, right? then you're just always stuck in your rut of wanting, and you're stuck in your rut of, of believing that there's something better for you over there. Right. And believing that if you just do this you can get to this next level and have this other mm-hmm. thing. And you mm-hmm. know, that's that's the sickness of our society. And it's, that's you know especially if it bleeds into art, I feel like. Well art it has to. I mean art art comes out of who we are and how we live, and that's why you know our art is the way it is, and the the art of the Hittites is, is different. The art of the what? You know, I'm just naming an ancient civilization. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, no, but I mean, I think there's like an adamant rejection of that whole value system that's like kind of integral to art, maybe. I don't know. Or it's just an idea people have, and then when they think they, you... <laughs> I don't know. Something about it where... I feel like there's like this
1: Well, it's a, it's a st- I mean I just think that 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 rejection of yeah. of the, you know, and the, the the these illusory ideas of success and yeah, happiness through the accumulation of of wealth or whatever it is yeah. that we're talking about. I think that that's, you know, a very core part of of art in the last you know since industrialization since i mean i think right, that it right. it comes with the um the changes in in society that right. we had you know if, if you're an artist uh in a in a little medieval village you right. don't there's no like fuck them fuck those yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> they're all literate right um, um <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the one son of the, the you know the whatever royalty you know or yeah i, don't know. I mean sorry. i don't know
1: i mean i think to like someone like i w- i first saw uh the hieronymus bosch painting for the first time in in person oh. recently and it was, it's kind of amazing you know the garden of earthly delights and uh painting. and um you know it was, it was in madrid okay. at the prado and uh you know, he was just. I think he was like came from a painting family, and he was a painter, and he was a was right. And but you know, uh, he mm-hmm. was all, he was a medieval c- craftsman. He was yeah. Uh, he wasn't thinking, you know, fuck the bankers necessarily when he right, was right, when right. he was right. making it. Although he was probably thinking, you know, everyone's going to burn in hell because that's you know, partially what the what it's about. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I don't. I gotta look at the damn painting. Um, but I'm just—I guess what I'm just talking about is that the, the specific, you know, idea of the Bohemian rebel is, uh, you know, tied to historical events. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, it, it's not universal, but it's what it's where we are. Right, right. But it's I also something that's obviously been co-opted a million times. It's kind of like the by, auth- yeah by you know the by consumer culture. So right, what right. Do you, t- you know, it just it's basically whack-a-mole, you know, so art pops up and then, you know, the consumer culture bashes it down and, and absorbs it and, right. and sells it back to us and then it pops up somewhere else and then pops up somewhere else. And So, so you're yeah. looking for where it's going to pop up. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's mm. kind of like the, the, the kind of like um, authenticity, like uh, Olympics that's going yeah. on in the book yeah right where it's
1: like yeah and that's kind of the um, running i mean that is a a running gag in the book is that that this this band the members of this band are always calling every other band sellouts right and that's because that's what we did (laughs) right right uh, (laughs) and then and then when i talk to people now they're like oh that's so funny you know obviously there's no such thing as selling out anymore right and i'm like i don't know about that
0: okay (laughs) well that's a thing i mean i i think I'm not really in that camp of like um mm. To me selling out is just making yeah, what's making out? stuff
1: you don't want to make for money. Right. That's, you know, exactly.
0: Yeah. Right, but if you make stuff you feel like is important and then people give you money for it. Yeah, no, that that's That fun. should be the goal.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Unless yeah, it did, it, then then the there's always that weird
1: area where how, how much are you going to compromise or change for the right. people who are dangling the money in front of you, right? And and that's 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 everyone has their own line for that, but that's where the you know that's the that's that weird zone where right. But what you if have, you change nothing? People give you the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where you want to be. Right. You want to be like, you know, the the ideal is. Even if it's a whether it's a good movie or a bad movie, you know when Cormac McCarthy writes that screenplay, and tells I guess it was Ridley Scott, yeah, you know, yeah, you can direct this, but you can't change a word. Yeah, that's that's how I look. And is. then you can pay me, right? <laughs> how is know, it? But but most people don't get to to that position, and so right. most of us are struggling, and so then then it becomes a question of you know, it still is a question of how much of yourself are you going to. Deform yeah. to get paid. Right. And it's it's the answer is you you should really try to avoid it because it, it doesn't feel good.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> this is about to this is so close to devolving. Um
1: Are
0: so you're you gonna you edit this by the no, way? No, I'm not gonna edit are it really? at all. Okay. So you don't wanna you you don't wanna part with me because I was I, I come in hot I come in really hot sometimes.
1: Oh, I didn't. Oh, we're back to that.
0: No, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like at some point it was like, I don't know. I just feel like it was. Anyway, or some. Were some, you?
1: Let's let's get real. Were your feelings hurt? Did My you, feelings were a little hurt because okay. I felt
0: like it was something happened where it was like, I mean, bro, like people. There was just a lot. I feel like there was just a lot of scapegoatage, You know what I mean? Like from like so many different positions where it was like but i don't know it kind of put me in like a paranoid state but i th- but i feel like it literally i feel like all literally had to do with money or something
1: oh you mean you getting money
0: yeah i feel uh, like there was like
1: i didn't i wanted you to get money
0: no but i'm saying like it was like i re- like 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 i represent something to me to like i don't know man i've been in a paranoid state
1: to me or was it just like the you book represent- was too hot to me, you represent a, a a guy that I m- met in school. You you were in my workshop. You were doing interest, really interesting work that got better and better. And uh, and then you got involved in the scene and the tyrant scene and all that, and a lot of shit went down, which we don't have to get into. But you published a book Right And why wouldn't you want to get You should have gotten paid for that book
0: Right But I agreed Here's the thing It's like I agreed To the To Like Gion's contract was in the process of happening When everything happened But then he died And then he died Yeah And then that happened
1: So there was no more tyrant
0: Right But then there was like Yeah
1: that's my. That's how I
0: think of it. Right, but then there's people who removed their books from their book deal and tried to get big money, and then didn't, and then got mad at me for getting big money. You know what I mean? It's like,
1: well, that's their problem. Right. That's not your problem. You you can't. It's got nothing to do with you. True.
0: I, I, I'm getting out. Of, I'm getting out of the. the I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs. And I don't
1: know the. Sto- I don't know the stories. I yeah. Really don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm really not plugged into that. Yeah. You know and actually like as soon as he died i don't really have i didn't really have a connection to that world yeah yeah so he was my connection to his world i think that's uh,
0: yeah something that that most upsets me like as like the 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 trail of (laughs) like (laughs) attempts to like take me out you know happen it's always like there's just this collateral uh energy towards Gian's like legacy which is just like everyone who does it always like Deified Jion so much, you know, and it just seems so slimy for people to like do that, you know.
1: Well, and then you don't want to read
0: the Gian reading, and I got mad. What? <laughs> and then you don't want to read the Gian reading, and I got mad. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. You were busy.
1: I was, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, if if Gian was gonna be there, I would have gone. True. I would have done it for him. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know anything about the the all the Gian legacy really. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I knew more or got involved with it, I would understand it and be yeah. and and take part in it. But it's not really. I, I yeah. I I I got a couple things I want.
0: Well, first, yeah. How was it when your book came out? How was that experience for you? Your first book.
1: My first book. Yeah. Well my the guy who was championing me the publisher Rob Bingham at Open City Books it was a small press I told you this back in the yeah. day but he died a f- yeah. you know right before the book came out yeah so it was a similar kind of weird Paul in some ways um I'm sure it was different in other ways but yeah the experience of having that book come out was you know, of, of making that book was great because it was, you know, they uh, they'd done one book before, which was the the David Berman Actual Air Poetry Collection, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you know it, but yeah, it's like I've heard of it. One of the it was a it was a it's a great book, but
0: that's it, the first it book he published. It was
1: also like a really huge or indie book at the time. You know, I yeah. remember doing a reading with with Berman. In San Francisco and people were like flying in to see him. I mean because he was a you know he was also a rock star but that book was really strong and uh, so I was the second book and I was the only book they were publishing that uh, that year so it was it was a great experience. I worked with this great editor named Joanna Yaz uh, and um, it was very, It was just, it wasn't about, I knew it wasn't some big major publisher splashy thing. It was going to be small. It was yeah. going to be, um, and, but I did lots of readings from it. And yeah. I, you know, I just slowly started to build from it. And yeah. so that was, that was the experience. It wasn't like some big explosive debut. It was a kind of a quiet, Nice way to start. Yeah, but so it continued. The press continued. Yeah, they kept publishing books, and they and they had been published. I mean, that the reason they published my book is because they've been publishing my stories in the mag in their magazine.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: I mean, I'm still tight with uh, one of the main editors there. Guy Are they still publishing? Tom Beller No, they stopped publishing about well, maybe ten or twelve years ago. Or something. you were
0: living in. Uh, in Lower East, around then?
1: Back then? Um, when I, I was actually living, my girlfriend had an apartment in the West Village. I was oh, nice. Th- I was living with her at the time. Whoa. Um,
0: yeah, what was It was that? a lot
1: like this. Yeah? It was actually very much like this with a smaller kitchen.
0: Yeah, I found that uh, smaller spaces are better for me. I need, It'd be I, tough I with another person in here. Though. Yeah, I I, I I know other people
1: coming. <laughs> um, but listen, man, don't take my not doing that reading personally. It had nothing to do with you. And my not wanting to do the podcast was just I didn't feel like doing a podcast.
0: Yeah, I feel you. There's a lot of there's a lot of funny business going on. Um, so around that, but around that time was when uh, when uh. When Gian ke- came out, and that's when a lot of like workshops were were going on. H- how did you do your workshop when you had it at your house? You just put up a flyer and just had people. It come wasn't at house? my house. You mean the oh. one that
1: Gian was in? Yeah, it was not at my house. So I had these. Friends. <laughs> you got to
0: tell that story too. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> or you don't have to.
1: Um. This was in Queens, in like 2000. I don't know two or something okay. like that. Okay. Um. I had these friends who started this kind of art space. We li- we all lived in Astoria. And they started this art space in the in the neighborhood called Buzzer 30. Okay. Cuz that, you know, that was the bu- 30. It nice. was the buzzer. <laughs> it's like a big building, yeah. big old yeah. warehouse. And uh
0: they had a couple rooms
1: on, you know, one for like art shows and one for classes. And nice. they would just say, you know, and they asked me if I wanted to teach a fiction workshop there and cool. um i'd never i hadn't done that at all before and yeah i i think they just put out f- at that point flyers or sent out emails and somehow nice. this interesting crew of people just showed up Mo- none of them lived in queens but they all came out <laughs> and um and i didn't know what i was doing but it was i real it was a good group and and i was just sort of Learning how to teach, and, and Gian Gian showed up. He's one <laughs> of yeah, them. He the and um, he never really like. I don't think he ever wrote anything. <laughs> he did, <laughs> and he didn't come that much. But like, <laughs> but he would come and we'd hang out and we'd have good, really good conversations. Yeah, and he was really funny, and um, and yeah, I mean, I just I found him fascinating, and you know. I had no idea what he was up to or what he was going <laughs> what he was going to do yeah. or if he was just like this kind of madman or what yeah. but you know, <laughs> I appreciated him immediately. Um
0: so that was, that was right after Subject Steve came out. I mean we talked I think the,
1: our first conversation was about Steely Dan so that's you Nice. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, that's You wanted to be known as Daddy G. <laughs>
0: hilarious um and then yeah dang so then and but you were already doing lish workshop before that
1: well yeah that's that's, i'd done that as a as a student as a student yeah
0: leading up to the book coming out venus drive coming out
1: well i finished the lish workshop and then there were probably two or three four years before the the book came out so after the lish workshop i didn't have any of those stories yet yeah i was just sort of I didn't have anything. In fact, I was, I dismantled myself and so d- spent four years sort of putting it back together in the right, in what I thought was for me the right way. What and do you mean you dismantled yourself? Well, I think I'd come into the Lish workshop with sort of some, some tricks and ticks. Okay. And
0: you dismantled uh, your writing. Yeah. Outlet. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then I kind of found what I wanted to be doing, in the four years after that. Yeah. Dang. Um. But that was hard, you know. I was just writing. I mean, like that story in the f- the first story in Open City. I mean, the first story in Venus Drive. W- it was also in Open City. Old Soul. Yeah that was the s- that was the moment i started writing that and as i was writing it just that first paragraph i remember thinking oh this is writing <laughs> i haven't done this before and and that was sort of the beginning yeah there's a way there's a way
0: y- your writing is like i don't know it feels like somebody talking and cracking jokes in this way that doesn't seem like it's supposed to fit on the page that's a feeling i always get
1: yeah i mean that's what i was after was to how to find how to because if you just transcribe the way people talk it doesn't work on the page yeah but if you you find the approximation of that yeah i mean there's some old hemingway line about you know you should write the way not the way people talk but the way they should talk
0: (laughs) (laughs) were you connected (laughs) to comedy stuff around then
1: I was never connected to i mean i I liked stand up comedy as a form, but yeah. i didn't know I had no connection to that world, yeah,
0: yeah, it's interesting. Harold but does stand up, so yeah,
1: I um, mean, I met Marin around that time, but
0: you you met him way back then,
1: yeah, I mean damn, I, I met him yeah, right about right around then because that when I mentioned that girlfriend I was living with her one of her best friends was his wife at the time, and so we I met him through them. Like on a double date or something.
0: Wait, wait, wait. You, your girlfriend? Yeah, was his wife at the time?
1: No, was good friends with oh, his wife. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, 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 I was like, damn. Um, got you, got you. got well, that you. that would be a good story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do have a story like that, but that's for another time. <laughs> uh, are you reading stuff now? Or are you? Are you feeling? Feeling? Char- are you feeling? Do you? Do you have? Do you have faith in what the fuck we're doing?
1: You mean just burning up on a planet? Is
0: that what, that's, that's what we're doing? That's what we're
1: doing. <laughs> but um, in the meantime... Yeah. Yeah, What like what's a better thing to be doing than, you know... I... I, I love... Well... Prose fiction, in particular, but yeah. I love writing. I love literature. So, yeah. why? What else? Sh- what else sh- should I be doing?
0: All right. Guess we'll keep doing it.
1: <laughs> I think
0: so. All right. That seems good. You good. Yeah. All right. Awesome.
1: You still pissed at me?
0: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just.
1: Yeah. I think I was. Uh, just to get vulnerable, yeah. I think that I was a, a little. Nervous because I had been told by you didn't do this in my workshop, but you did in someone else's workshop. You you submitted a bit that had me in it, right? And um and I, it got back to me, right? And so you're upset about that. I wasn't upset, but I was weirded out. I was like, oh, I get it. It's like I'm now in the autofiction machine, and like I felt a little. And I you know, hey, no, but nobody's you know nobody's exempt, but. I, I still f- I was, I was felt a little standoffish right, after I heard right. that. I mean... And, I, you know, you I didn't do anything with it. It's not, like, out right. there. But I just... Uh, and I don't think... From what I understand, it wasn't derogatory or anything. It was just... That, right. But it just was, you know... You know, I felt like guard's wife or something.
0: You know. Right, right. <laughs> but, well, that's very relevant to what i'm writing now whoa that's weird that you'd say that um yeah but i guess on some level like i gotta stick like i don't know i feel like
1: no you got you have to do there's a
0: way to like i don't know
1: Um, i'm no look i mean i have always said this you have to risk irking people around you well, the people you like the or people you, you care to, about yeah. that's that's part of it it's going to happen yeah
0: or or you have to focus on a thing that's important enough and and it, like if you're not trying to actually figure out something that's like really real with like real stakes you know of like what you're trying to figure out like i feel like then what the fuck are you writing like that, there's, that, That's you know, fine, but
1: that doesn't mean there are never going to be consequences. It doesn't mean people aren't oh, going to be pissed. I know about consequences. So, okay, so. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> I know, but I know. So the
1: consequence of that was, you know, it took, it took me a while to come on your podcast. Okay, fair enough, fair
0: <laughs> enough. I, I, you know, I'm like, well, I'm, I, don't think, I don't think my book was that, I don't know, you know, when you get a whole onslaught of like, when you become a projection for a lot of people's dissatisfaction with their artistic lives or whatever you start to think everyone, you know, is, I don't, you don't know what to think, you know?
1: That's well, I, did, I do. I do know. I know that there you are people should. who hate me. I know that there are people that, are, you know, have have been out to get me. I know there are people that have, you know, uh, Destroyed opportunities for me, or sunk, right. sunk me at moments. I, right. mean, I, 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 and it, it's a, sometimes it's been very public. So I mean, I, you know, I, I yeah. get it. Like, you you put yourself out there, and and that's that's the game. You're either in the game or you're not.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you went in. I feel I feel good, even though it's fucking hot as shit in here.
1: Can we turn on the AC now? Let's turn on the AC. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Sean.